Hello lads and ladies, welcome, welcome. This week's episode of the Football Pundit Imposter Podcast with your hosts, JP and Ron. Back in the net, lads. Another week closer to the Premier League starting, and here we are again, back once again, let the Renegade Master. Uh, more exciting Premier League bants afoot, a flurry, a loft, running out of things to put out after, but we're going to get straight into it. Last week, if you are a diligent listener of the podcast, you heard us talk about the transfer dealings of the head of the 2022-23 season of the first seven teams. Uh, in the Premier League this year and now we're going for the middle seven uh, and it's going to be a good one because in there are Manchester United. My name is Rob and I'm your host on this mythical, magical mystery tour but of course I cannot do it alone. My partner in crime, the Chewbacca to my hand solo is here, Mr John Pickup. How are we doing buddy? Hello there, I'm very well thank you. You did the Renegade Master last week didn't you? Did I? Yeah. Well, I've done it twice now. It's my thing. That's all right. That's you, know all right. you know when you listen to a song and you think, I'm going to put that in a podcast. And I think I've done it on What the Fart Like as well. I think I've done it on my other podcast. So, there we go. Um, so yeah, it's good. It's good. It, keeping it nice and fresh. I'm, ro- I'm, I'm rolling with it. Right, okay. So and how... you talk about it's a week nearer the, the Premier League season. It's actually mm. game week for, for us championship dwellers. So it, it sure is. How are you feeling? Oh, it is out. You, oh, you are dead excited. You're opening the um, the football league season, aren't you, for um, uh, for everybody with Huddersfield yeah. against Burnley on Friday night. Anxious, nervous, excited. Before we get into the, um, sorry, I'm answering the question for you, but before we get into the main thing, let's just give it a couple of minutes. I mean, you're a Burnley fan, of course. Yeah. Um, we're looking out for Burnley to do good things in the um, in the championship this season. Get back up into the prem where they belong. Um, how's how are you feeling? How have the you've lost a lot of players, haven't you? Um, Tell it to me about what Burnley's preseason's been like. Um, it's been a, a wholesale change, um, you know, from from the manager down, really. So, uh, obviously, the the appointment of Vincent Company was quite an exciting one. Mm. It's going to mean a full refresh on the brand of football we play. Um, he's got very much uh, Pep-esque build up from the back and possession based football. Um, we've lost nine senior pros, but wow. they were all twenty nine plus. So, right. You know, Changes. I mean, we, we've gone to massively the other end of the, the the market on that. So we've got eight new players, and they're all in their early twenties. Um, some really exciting players in there as well. So um, the pick of the bunch is probably uh, it's a toss up between uh, Josh Cullen, who's a centre midfielder who came over from Anderlecht, or Scott Twine, who was the uh, the best player in League One last season, uh, scoring twenty and um, making thirteen, I think, for MK Dons. Mm. So yeah. It's um it's an exciting time. It it needed a refresh, um and we might win a game of football, which you know that, that's what it's about. Yeah, absolutely. And it, yeah, it's it's got to be nice to to. <laughs> I know we joke about it, a bit of banter, but it was a tough old season for Burnley at times, wasn't oh, it? Oh shit! Of, yeah, really a lot of shit. defeats, and and you know you you you're well within a chance of you know a day out at Wembley and fighting for silverware. And I don't even think we'll need that. I've, I think we'll start slowly, but um. Yeah, you know, looking at, I'm obviously well invested in the championship again, and it is a good league again this year, but mm. we've got to be in that top two for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think 
a lot of the bookies are back in Norwich and Sheffield, aren't they, for those top two spots? But yeah. there's nothing to say and that Borough as well. Borough will be up there, I think. Yeah, they seem to have just fallen short a little bit in recent years, but they have got some good players. But then Burnley again, talking about you guys, talk about you know the, the amount of pros that you lost, but you've you've kept some players who who, who did little bits of things last year. Um, yeah, for absolutely. you as well, didn't they? And, you, and, and Dwight McNeil's not gone anywhere yet, and I think that'll be a, a big deal. I think he'll really shine in the championship. Yeah, yeah. Well, well there's talk of him being linked with a few um, teams, but uh, but nothing concrete. And Maxwell Coyne is another one we're going to mention him a few times today, I'm sure. But um, mm. he's another one that if we can keep hold of, yeah, he's, he he should tear up the championship. Well, shall we get straight into it then, mate? Because that's probably a nice little um, nice segue. segue isn't it? Because the first team we were going to talk about was Everton, and I believe Maxwell Cornet has been quite strongly linked with Everton, hasn't he? So yes. should we get over and and, uh, and and have a little chat about what we think of Everton's start? Yeah, season? let's go to Everton. For me, mate, Everton are still fucked. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like who've they bought? Um, well, they've got James Tarkovsky on a free, which is a really good piece of business, but mm. he's walking straight into another relegation fight. 100%. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I, I don't see how they're, they're able to be so complacent about it. They, they should have... Here's the thing, though. I know that in the past, Everton have spent big money and it's gone horribly wrong. Okay, so look at the position it's put them in. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, maybe the approach is let's be a little bit more pragmatic and a little bit more conservative and a little bit more safe and sensible with how we spend our money. However, you've just lost probably your best player in Richarlison for admittedly a big, big fee. That money's got to yeah, go. Yeah, there's no money on him, aren't there? Yeah, I'll think, they're selling I, I, for about forty. He, they didn't sign him for a cheap fee. It was he, around the time they were splashing the cash, weren't it? Yes. Yeah. No, I don't think they've made a huge amount of profit on him. Thirty-five they paid for him um, uh, from Watford a couple of years ago, but they've made over fifty out of him. And I'll be honest, he did have a good season. Is he worth fifty million in today's market? I, I don't know. I mean, he obviously is because someone's willing to pay it for him, but it, it felt high for me as a transfer it did. price. I agree. Um, but there's not really a lot more to say about Everton's dealings. I agree that Tarkovsky's a great sign-in. Um, he'll walk into that team. I'd give him the armband if it was me. Um, oh, no, I don't. Uh, there's not a lot. They, they do lack leaders, I think, in that Everton squad. And um, obviously, Seamus Coleman's coming to the end of his career at 33. So, I think it's a good sign-in, but... Is it necessarily what they need? No, not in my opinion. They need to reinforce. I think I think they definitely needed him. I think they needed a centre half to kind of complement what was already there. But they also need another six or seven players because you've hit the nail on the head there. They've let the best player walk out the door, and then they've they've actually released quite a few senior pros as well. Mm. So none of them have worked out. Don't get me wrong. You know, Cenk Tosson, Fabian Delph, John Joe Kenny's gone. The man who shall not be named for legal reasons has also walked out the door. Um, so, Push. you know, there's, there's quite Push a few senior pros. <laughs> Pushed yeah. out, yeah, absolutely. And even the way that they're going about the deals, you know, we mentioned Maxwell Corne in the, the preamble. Um, there's talk that they want to pay a loan fee for him and then buy him next year. Mm. When it's very well documented, Corne has got a £17.5 million pound relegation release clause. And that's all it takes. And, yeah. you know, if you're talking about Richarlison being worth 60 million, 
Corner is a snip at, at 17 and a half. Agreed. Agreed. Didn't you pay about pay that for him? Didn't Burnley uh, pay no, I think we paid about 12. Right, okay. okay. So there is profit there. Yeah. Burnley could use that money wisely. There's probably an argument yeah, that, that Corner what might not be suited as much to the championship. Yeah, well, there's talk of Callum O'Hare from um, from Coventry coming into Burnley. I know that mm. hijacking it with Burnley again, but that's only if Corner goes. And, you know, Burnley don't want to let him out the door if if they don't get the money in. And um, the other team that we aren't talking about today that are in for him, well, there's two, one that we will in Fulham, and then the other one's Nottingham Forest. Now, mm. Forest want him on a permanent deal, but they don't want to stump up the £17.5 million up front. Yeah. Which, you know, everyone's in the same sort of boat at the moment. It sounds like Fulham, who, who we're probably, well, they're F, aren't they? So we're going to talk about them next. It sounds like they're probably closest to what Burnley want, and they want to pay £5 million for a loan fee and then £15 million quid in the summer, or if they go down, then he comes back to us. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Which, yeah. But, but, but it sounds like Everton's, you know, Everton with the, the history and the prestige they've got, they're the lowest out of the three. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say, That and probably a reflection of the last point to make on Everton before we move on. The rumours that are circulating don't seem to have any legs. Like, they're yeah. linked with players, but it's, 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 it's not your Fabrizio Romano that's coming out saying it, you know what I mean? Like, they're just, they're just, it's just paper talk, and it's nothing that, seems to ever catch fire, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, it makes perfect sense. I mean, some of the people they're linked with, I mean, do I think Armando Brojo would come in and do a job? Absolutely. Um, and I think I think he'd be exactly what they need, but it's like he's mentioned and then and then it goes away and it's like, oh no, it would But is, it, is that the place that they need somebody though? Uh, up front through middle. Well, if uh, Robert Lewin can come back and, and stay fit, then th- he's, mm. he's easily good enough. But I, I think for me, it's the the midfield and the firepower that they've got to provide for for Calvert Lewin or whoever mm. it is that plays through the middle. Yeah, link with Morgan Gibbs White as well, apparently. Um, yeah, there's who, quite a few clubs in for him as well, and it's the same sort of conversation. I've heard that Forrest are in for him, and yeah. I think Fulham were mentioned as well. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Few, few players, and, and that's exactly it. You you lose confidence in those rumours, don't you? When it's just the same clubs yeah, that absolutely. are being banded about as being after the same players, it's just it's just papers filling up. Um, columns in it, um, but I agree. But yeah, I there's think... only like three or four players in the team that you think you know what well, he's going to do a job. Yeah, like Decoria being one. Yeah, <sighs> Gordon, I guess. I, I'm what, mm, yeah. It will be a, a decent end to the season. I mean, Ali, did you see that miss in pre-season? I did. And I, I know it's it's um it's a single miss, but that just sums up his his last five years, I reckon. Yeah, agreed. Ben Godfrey could come good, I think. Yeah, Michael Keane could come good again. You know, we we Turkey playing with him again, like they were at Burnley. And they've got a decent keeper in Jordan Pickford. So there is quality in that Everton team, but I agree they're rudderless at the moment, and they definitely are lacking in terms of of depth of the squad. I don't think they're going to go down, but I don't think they're going to be finishing higher than thirteenth. Where they finished last season. An absolute push, maybe thirteenth, fourteenth. But that's if they put a really good run of games together. They could well be, yeah. Um, uh, kind of hovering around that bottom three. Yeah. They need so, a lot. So they they're, they're fucked. <laughs> they're, they're fucked, basically, yeah. Um, speaking is, of... Uh, is Lampard the first manager to walk? Could be. Could be. I, I, mm, I don't know. There's a lot of teams that we're going to talk about through the course of 
this week and next week that I think have got a very difficult start to the season in terms of yeah. the, t- the promoted teams coming up. Um, it's a couple of teams who haven't really strengthened. We talked about Brentford last week, didn't we? Um, I think hey, what I will say about Brentford is they signed um, Ben May, aren't they? Um, yes. My, yeah, that was that, that was after we recorded, and that is a good it signing. Um, but I think I don't know. It, it's not obscene to say that Lampard might uh, be on a chopping block early, but I think there are a lot of managers who could be in a similar position. So I think, I think there's it's, two more that we'll talk about today. But uh, but I think he's he's got to be in that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's get on to the next team. Is it, Are we on Fulham next? Yeah, we're going to the Fs. Let's do it. So, Fulham. I think they've strengthened fairly well, considering, so far. Not in terms of quantity, yeah. but in terms of quality. I mean, Callum McFarlane from Bradfield College is an absolute... <laughs> You, you know what I mean. Uh, Paulina no, I do. I is, do. Who, is who I'm talking about first and foremost. I was surprised that that one went through, to be honest. I thought he was coming somewhere a bit bigger or maybe somewhere on the continent at a slightly higher level. Um, I don't know loads about it. I'm not, I'm not going to profess that I'm a Liga NOS expert, but you look at his stats and you hear about the regard that he was held in at Sporting. I'll be honest, with no disrespect to Tender to Fulham, I didn't expect to see him there, and he could do a real, real job for them this season. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, and then, and then Andres Pereira, Pereira as well. Yeah, he probably needs games. Oh, definitely. More games than he's, he's got previously. Definitely. And- mate, mate, Pereira for United had a pre-season screamer in him every year. He'd score an absolute worldie in pre-season and then just go off on loan somewhere and not even play. That's like the Andreas Pereira effect. He's 26. <laughs> you know what I mean? You think that he's like this breakthrough player, but he's not. Yeah, you do, don't you? And and, and you know what? He did He did get a run of games under Mourinho. Was it under Van Gaal? Maybe Mourinho. He's played a fair bit this season as well on the outside. I think... Uh, no, no, he hasn't. Not Not this year. Not really. I think... There was a year when we gave him a bit of a go, um, and he was all right, but he just couldn't quite cut the mustard. But, you know, giving him a bit of freedom, a little bit of pressure off him, more of an attacking free roll, I think he could do a job for Fulham. Yeah, yeah. And it's that age-old question, can Mitrovic do it in the Premier League? He's a, he's a funny duck, isn't he? Like, I don't... He is. For, for Top some... scoring championship last season by a mile. And prolific numbers, like... Yeah. Massive numbers, scary numbers, but yeah. absolutely hasn't done it when he has had his, his chance in the, in the Premier League before. I, I, think they, I think they're just going to struggle again like they do. It's going to be the, the Norwich syndrome. I know yeah. everyone jokes about it, but I just can't see it being any other way. Yeah, agreed. They just swap and change with Norwich. I, I'm just looking through through the team now and Yes, they've bought a couple of... We, we've talked about the positives of those signings, but that squad's not very big, is it? No, it's not. And, they, and they've let a lot of players go again. And I know they're all fringe players, but um, Jean-Michel Serri was in, and probably one of the main ones, and, and Carvalho to Liverpool. Two, mm. two, you know, big players for them. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I think that they're going to struggle. They, they, they need to sign, and again, it's not surprising, as we alluded to with Everton, that they're another team. 
that is um, linked with a lot of players. Yeah. Uh, and they definitely need to grow that squad and to strengthen further before next weekend. Um, they've got a bit of money for them. You know, they're not they're not hard up. They're, they're not a, a, a cash poor club. Um, I think that they need to put the money where the mouth is a little bit and maybe bring in maybe defender who they got at the back who starts from at the back. I don't even know. Um, well, um, they still got Tim Ream. As a, you know, he's still on the books. Yeah, I don't know. There are still quite a few players that are there from when they went down a couple of years yeah. ago, aren't there? So yeah, Joe Byram I, as well, left back. So you know, they, they are players that have got experience and they've kept a decent number of the squad together. But I just don't see. I don't know. There's nothing really that excites me there. No. I I I think they're assuming to go back down again. I don't I don't think they're gonna get they're gonna go nine point derby kind of bad season. But no. I think they I think I think they will be there or thereabouts in the relegation fight at the end of the season. Yeah, I agree. Hmm, interesting. Right, who's next? Uh, we're moving to Dirty Leeds. Dirty Dirty Leeds. The, the full name. Right, let's get over and talk about Dirty Dirty Leeds. <laughs> It's been interesting for Leeds, hasn't it? Really interesting. And I've, I'm finding commentary across the board in terms of what people think about Leeds' transfer window and their chances for this season. It's been sponsored by Red Bull, hasn't it? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, very polarising. Mm. People either seem to think that they've done dog shit in terms of signings and they've sold two of the best players and they've not reinvested the money wise. They've just scattergunned it like Tottenham did with Gareth Bale's money. And they're going to... That's gonna, exactly what it feels like, do you know? And they're going to finish bottom. But then there is another school of people that think, actually, those players were always going to go. You know, Calvin Phillips could have left when they came up. We had teams sniffing around him and he stayed yeah. loyal and he stayed with them for a few years. He got his England caps and... And he didn't play last season hardly at all, and they missed him. And he was Jewish. And, they, you know, who could begrudge him a move to City where he's going to win trophy after trophy after trophy? Are you so a bit surprised that City came in for him? No. No, I'm not. I'll tell you why I think Calvin Phillips, and I was probably going to get to this in the City chat, but we're doing that today anyway, so I might as well do it now. I'll tell you why I think Phillips is a good signing for City. Um, he removes the pressure from Rodri of being the only one who can do the dirty work in that mm-hmm. team to free up people in front of him, um, which in turn frees up Gundogan, which in turn frees up KDB, which in turn frees up Bernardo Silva. It's an extra cog in the machine in Pep Roulette that just means that losing Fernandinho is not going to put extra strain on the players that are left in that pocket. Um, I, I don't think he will play 40 games in the Premier League this season, but I do think that he will play a valuable part in what I think is going to be another title-winning City team. Interesting. Interesting. I'm, I'm just not sure he's he's got the quality that you'd expect from a City player. I don't know. Um, and it's a big price tag as well, 50 million, you know, 45 million, whatever it was. No. Um, I think that's a bit unfair for him. I think mm. I think Bielsa played a style of football. You know, he liked to get the ball down. He liked to play through the lines. He 
it was it was it was attractive it was stylish it was fast i think there, there were similarities not certainly not the same style as pep but it, you know they, they had f- things that overlapped in terms of the style he's he's all right with the ball at his feet he can play out he he can pick a pass at, and, and 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 he can get in and around when he's needed I, 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 I mean, I stand I to be proven wrong. wrong. Um, yeah, yeah, and and, and say, same with me. Just, you, might, you know, he might be a he might be a Jack Rodwell. You, you don't know, but I. Yeah, that's I, exactly what I'm thinking about, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but, I, but I, Pep I, doesn't normally do that, though, does he? He doesn't normally pick those type of players. Well, you say that he's been through about 14 fullbacks, and none of which have stuck. This is true. Apart from yeah. Cancelo, like. Yeah, Ferran Torres didn't really do anything, did he? No, he does. He, he he does make. He, he's not flawless in the players that he picks, Pep. But I I, I don't know. I, I think this one will work. But again, as you said, I could be proven wrong. You could be proven wrong. That's the it's the beauty of the game. But um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's a good signing. And um, and then Rafinha was always going to go. He was always going to go. Anyone who thinks he wasn't is deluded. Yeah, I think they maximise the money they've they've got for him as well. Mm. Yep, agreed, agreed. I think it's they've... an inflated price. Um. But yeah, it, you know, it, it seems like he's suited to the league style of football as well. He seems to hit the ground running over there. So time will tell if that works out, I guess, as well. Yeah. And then I think the in terms of the incomings, and and I get why it's divisive, and I get why some people look at it and think Gareth Bale money, Tottenham, same kind of thing. But then Tottenham did just buy like eight attacking midfielders, which was dead weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've strengthened in the right places, I guess. That's that's what I was going to say. Whereas Spurs just bought a load of midfield centre mids which was dead weird and, um, and Soldado <laughs> and, and Soldado for some reason um, I think that what remember Lewis Holtby um, but I think what Leeds have done is they have strengthened where they needed to. they needed a right back they needed yeah. a right back Aileen did Dallas play out there sometimes you know, yeah they, Dallas they, played there yeah um, and then Rasmus Christensen again I know nothing about him but he's he's, he's a proper right back and he's come with a little bit of pomp and he's come with a little bit of reputation and I think he'll do a job. I think Tyler Adams, if you look around the market at what they could have got to replace Calvin Phillips, I don't think they could have done much better, if I'm honest. Again, without and knowing Mark too Rocker much as well from Bayern. He's a defensive yeah. midfielder, isn't he, as well? Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, they, they've spent, they have spent money, you know what I mean? They're, they're not, oh, yeah. They're not picking up these guys on bargains, so the money's being reinvested, which Leeds fans have got to be happy about. I think yeah. the, the big thing for me is it's a gamble. So every time you bring an unproven player into the Premier League, it's the hardest league in Europe, it's the quickest league in Europe, it's the most hard-hitting league in Europe. It's very, very difficult to acclimatise to, and not everybody can do it. When you bring someone in from abroad, you take a risk. And but, well, you, it's either going to work straight away or it's not going to work at all or it's going to be a year and yes. then they start playing. Yes, exactly. So when you do that six times over, mm. it becomes a much bigger risk. So, and you know, for me, I know that we've said that they signed in the right places, but they still need two or three more in my mind. The goalkeeper's think, shite. We've yep. talked about this several times over. I think down the left... Um, with Junior Furpo as the left back, he, he's not good enough. No. Um, and I think in four positions as well, once um, Mr. Glass, Patrick Bamford gets injured, then what have they got? Yeah. Rodrigo, well, that, well, well, that was that that was proven by the fact that Greenwood. That was proven by the fact that they they don't have they didn't score any goals last season when Bamford was out. Yeah, so. exactly. 
especially now they're losing Rafinha. Um, you know, you, you probably say the only, the biggest attacking threat they've got is Jack Harrison, and he can't do it on his own. So, no. um, but then this this Sinistera they bought um, from Feyenoord, apparently, is he's, he's a winger, isn't he? Left winger, so maybe he can do something. I, I, I yeah, don't know. It's like, it's like I said, it's risky. You don't know if these players are going to land. You don't know if these players are going to um, hit the ground running, like you said. And and when it's one player that you can take out the firing line and you can bring an experienced head in to replace him, that's one thing. But you know, these lads could realistically, all six of them, looking at them, could be starting first game of the season. And what if they, what if they all flop? Yeah, you know no, what I mean. It's, it's a genuine. It's not. A, it, it's not a calculated risk. It's a big risk. And um, and I think I, I think Leeds are going to struggle. I mean, it could be that it, it comes off amazing, and you know they have a great season, and they do a Southampton in terms of like Southampton always used to do, where they buy in. You know, they they sell a load of players to Liverpool and buy Sadio Mane, and suddenly he's lighting the league up again. It yeah. it could happen, but it might not. And if it doesn't, I think they're going down. If I'm honest. Yeah, I'm just looking at um, Aronson, who's the the big money one, 30 million. He's mm. played 147 career games, scored 21 goal with 26 assists. Mm. It's not a bad return. For an attacking midfielder, when you know if you if you call in Frank Lampard the the benchmark in the Premier League, 20 goals a season, and he's got 20 goals in 147. Yeah, Frank Lampard's a freak, though, isn't he? Um, and he's oh, he well, you know. <laughs> No, I, I, yeah, I, this is true I, as well. But I, I know what you mean. I, I do know what you mean. I, I, but then it comes back to my point I made um, a little bit earlier about the Messiah and Tyler Adams. I don't think that there's again, and I, I'm really, and I'll, I'll, I'll always disrespect Leeds because you know we all like Leeds. But I'm trying to be genuine. <laughs> I'm trying to be genuinely unbiased there. I don't mean disrespect to Leeds when I say this. Who else would go there? True. There, there's, there's a look, look at where they were last season. They should have gone down. Really, if it wasn't for the fact that I think Burnley had just such a bad start to the season, they just couldn't claw it back. Leeds would have been in real trouble in, in a different season, you know, with a different team around them, and maybe could scrape a few more wins together. So, yeah. I, I don't, I, I, and I think players see that, and and, and I think that you know, they're not going to attract a huge, a huge caliber of player at the moment. So, no, I agree. And Jesse March is definitely in that conversation for the first manager to go. Agreed, agreed, and that's another thing as well. What's the pulling power of the manager? You know, what's what, what's well, the name brand? Well, he's got the, the Red Bull connection, hasn't he? Clearly, exactly, exactly. So there you go. That's Leeds. Oh, well, Leeds are fucked as well. Yeah, they're in trouble. Who's next? Leicester. Let's get over and talk about Leicester, shall we? They need to have a better season. Fact. Agreed. Um, it just feels very stale. Well, nothing's happened. Nothing's happened, doesn't it? Literally, nothing's happened. So They've is lost that a few? Um, no one's come in yet. Is that Brendan Rodgers saying? Is that Brendan Rodgers saying I've got confidence in the lads I've got, or is that Brendan Rodgers saying uh, white flag? Let's just wait until they sack me, and then I'll get my severance pay. Um, I, I think I've heard down the grapevine they're they're not uh, as financially cash rich as they were. Right. Either. Interesting. Um. So. That's Maybe there's a bit of that. Um, I mean, the squad's aging all the time. It's, um, you know, I mean, in the in the summer, you know, when the, the start of the summer, we talk of Tillemans going and Madison potentially going. If they can keep them, then that's massive for them. But mm-hmm. 
they're still going to have the same problem with Jamie Vardy. Um, I still think that he'll score, he'll play half of the games and score in pretty much every one of them. But what, what are they going to do for the other half of the season? Patson Dak has been doing bits in pre-season, apparently. Yeah, um, and, and he's still young, isn't he, at 23? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. I think the big thing for them is to uh, is to keep um, Madison and to keep Tielemans. Tielemans once again linked with Man United uh, uh, recently. So um, th- there's also a couple of players to come back that I think if they can get them playing will be a big, big thing for them. So it, Wilfred Didi, if they get him yeah, back in, in the massive. heart of midfield. Uh, yeah. Fafana, if they get Fafana back at centre-half playing like he did two years ago. Um, yeah. And the other one, of course, is, uh, is Ricardo Pereira. And then get him consistently in the right back berth. Then suddenly you're looking at that team and you're thinking, ah, actually, yeah, it's it's, it's pretty. Castagne didn't play a full season last season. They we, we we gave Leicester a lot of stick last year and rightfully so because they were playing bland, boring, predictable football and they were just phoning results in. But they did have a lot of injuries and they yeah, did I think struggle. That's fair. So I mean, even like Vestergaard, they signed Vestergaard and he doesn't get a look in, does he? Like he's flopped. Um, I would have thought he'd have done more uh, last season. He was somebody I thought would come in and start, particularly when Fafana got injured. So, I don't know, but I agree with you about the ageing side of it. I think Vardy, I said last season, I didn't think Vardy would would come good because he was 34 at the time. He's 35 now. He proved me wrong. Can he prove me wrong again? Possibly. Um, you've all, I mean, you've still got Mark or Brighton in that team. You know what I mean? Like, Kasper Schmeichel isn't getting any younger. He's 35. Have they got a keeper to replace him? Does Ward is Ward good enough to replace him, or are they going to have to go into the transfer window for a new keeper? You know what I mean? I, I, saw, a I saw a report today about Schmeichel potentially being on his way. Mm. Johnny uh, Evans Ward, is thirty-four. Ward, Ward probably has done enough in a Welsh shirt anyway. Uh, yeah, oh, to, to yeah, oh, yeah, a, yeah a definitely, definitely from an international perspective. But it's whether that translates through to, to week in week out Premier League football, doesn't it? Yeah, so. I agree. I don't know. I, 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 there's, there's too much quality in that Leicester team to talk about them, you know, in anything outside of um, uh, a comfortable finish. But, but, but that's all it'll be. It'll be. It won't be Europe. No. It'll be. Top, it'll be a comfortable tenth. I was gonna say top ten. Yeah. At best. At best. Um, and there's not much more. To what say do they need though? You know, where can they strengthen? That's an interesting point. That is a really, and I think that's probably more of an apt point than I think you even probably meant it to be. That's probably part of where they're not just, a, if, if they're struggling financially, if you try and link the two together, if there's some truth in the fact that they're struggling financially, not struggling, but you know, not quite as affluent as we thought they were, as liquid as they thought they were. And Brendan Rodgers and his team and whoever is the director of football and whoever's doing the scouting isn't able to come in with a, this is where we clearly need to strengthen because on paper they've got a good size squad with two people in each position and um, and quality proven players, right? If they can't go to a board that doesn't have a lot of money and say this is where we definitely definitely need somebody, then maybe that becomes an impossible sell. Yeah, interesting. Um, but no, I, I I think there'll be another unless. But then when but to to have to answer your actual question, where do they need to strengthen? Um, I think they could do with a winger. Uh, I think they could do with you know someone like Jared Bowen. I know he's not for sale, and I know West Ham won't sell him to a particularly a rival like Leicester. But you know someone of that ilk, I think who could come in and, and be a bit a bit of creativity coming in cutting in from the outside. I think would be useful. And then 
Yeah, because they've got Barnes on the left, so it's probably someone more down that right hand side, isn't it? Possibly, yeah. And then and then a right. I, th- I think they need a left back to be honest. I, I think I'm, they need I'm, a left back. I'm, I'm not sold on on Castagnier. And then is it is it Luke Thomas that plays? Yeah, Luke Thomas is the other. Yeah, it's the other one. I, I, and I don't, then Bertrand's still in the squad, I think. Yeah, because because Castagnier was a um, he was a winger, wasn't he, in Italy? I think. And then. I don't. I might be remembering that wrong, but I seem to remember yeah, he wasn't. He tends to play down the right, though, doesn't he? Is he a right? Is he a right? Yeah. Right. That's that's just me mm. not knowing me football. Then I've got confused. But I'm but I'm sure he wasn't a defender anyway. But I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be start. He wouldn't be starting ahead of Pereira anyway, would he? I don't think. But no. 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 So 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 is it just Luke Thomas then that plays at left back? I'm sure. Yeah, Luke he Thomas played at left back to be honest. Yeah, I think he has. I'm back. I'm back in himself. Justin now. has as well. Yeah. He's played at left back for him. So so but, that's a position. They've they've never replaced Chilwell, have they? No. Mm. I'm pouring myself a glass of water. Oh, just wait, is, that, is, is that a urine or a water? <laughs> you going for a piss <laughs> or are you having a drink? No, uh, dry throat from talking about how boring Leicester are. Right, should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. I, I think uh, just to summarise on Leicester, though, you know, they're just not inspiring. But they did have such bad injury problems last year that you know if if they can keep all the players fit that you, that you mentioned at the top of this, yeah. then. They've still got a really good eleven, mm. but yeah, it's just whether the void is the big question mark, isn't it? Agreed. Agreed. Can can he do it for one more season? Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on, we're going to go to Liverpool, and we're going to talk about another striker. Let's do it. Do you want to know what really pisses me off about Liverpool fans? Go on. I saw a really really long Twitter thread when they signed Nunes. Yeah, and they suggested that it was a, it was a better piece of business than Haaland. Nonsense. Absolutely. They paid nonsense. over the odds. Well, not not necessarily over the odds, but they paid a lot of money for him, um, and he's relatively unproven. Look, I think he'll be a success. No, oh, it's it's Klopp signing. Klopp very rarely gets it wrong. Correct. Correct. He's in terms of you know we talked just then about how Guardiola does make mistakes. Klopp very rarely makes mistakes. You you hear people trying to validate that Klopp doesn't get it right all the time, and they'll throw a name like Naby Keita at you. And yes, they spent a lot of money on Naby Keita, but he still rotates in the squad. You know, he's I'm not. He's say, not is, he, is he that a bad a player? He's been exactly, a lot of injuries. Exactly, exactly. He's not. He's not been the player they wanted him to be, but he still does a job for them. They just. It just looks like they spent a bit too much money on for money on him for what he is. Uh, and, and his injury record. So, like, I don't think Klopp gets it wrong, and I, and I think Nunes will will come good. He, the thing that cracks me up though, I think Liverpool fans they're very defensive, aren't they? They're, they're almost waiting to be um, to, to almost be insulted oh, made. before yeah. um, before they are. And I think they went on the offensive before people could criticise Nunes because what you got to remember is Klopp went out big, didn't he, with the talking about how he wouldn't spend that much money on a player he was slagging off other clubs spending that much money and when I do this and and then all of a sudden 70 got, million quid on him exactly on an unproven lad from Port, from Portuguese league so like that, that that's them defending before they can go on the offensive and you know he's he had a few howlers in pre-season crack me up seeing all the commentary about from Liverpool fans oh pre-season means nothing it's pointless. What are you talking about? It's ha- and then he scored four goals and he was the second coming of Christ. Um, suddenly yeah. preseason is the most important gauge of a player's quality in the world. So I don't know. They're just a funny bunch of Liverpool fans. I think he is. Is is he? Um, 
going to step in and fill the gap that's been left by Mane. No, um, Mane's a massive, massive loss to Liverpool. It's for a likes of a Diaz or a Jota to step up and do that. Will he move into that central position to allow a Diaz, for example, to really try and prove that Mane won't be missed? Yes, I think that's going to be more his role. Yeah, um, yeah he's, he's a centre-forward, isn't he? So he's, yeah. he's essentially coming in to replace... Firmino. Origi slash Firmino in that, in that sort of role. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's probably something that, that needs to be spoken about a little bit more. You know, Minamino's gone, Origi's gone, and Mane's gone. Now, I know that Origi's a cult hero at Liverpool. Minamino never really hit the ground running. But yeah. the thing the thing that you've got to consider, and I think I'm not taking credit for this statement. I think somebody else pointed this out. I, I was watching on Twitter or YouTube or maybe, maybe TikTok. But it was that... What you've got to remember is that Liverpool Liverpool played every single game they could play in last season. Yeah. If yeah, that happens they again, they can't. I think I said that actually. <clears throat> did you? They can't. They yeah. can't do it without a big squad. And your yeah, Minaminos and your Origis are the ones that play in the Carling Cup, and they're the ones that play in the Champions Carling League. Cup. Fucking hell! What decade are we in? Carabao Cup. Sorry, the Milk Cup. All right. Yeah, the Milk Cup. There you go. That's the one. Um, they're the ones that play in the Champions League once you've already qualified to give the lads a rest over the before yeah, the Christmas yeah, period yeah, kicks in, and you know. So I think, I think that they. They need a little bit of depth, and I think Nunes will give them that. I think Carvalho will give them that as well, um, coming in. I just the, the thing with Liverpool for me is that they are, in terms of player for player, they have got some absolutely incredible um, uh, uh, quality footballers in that team. But they don't if have- I'm honest, mate, I, 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 with Minamino going and Origi going, I, I take, take on board exactly what you're saying, but I think that they have replaced them all. So with Nunes yeah. coming in for the place that Origi's left, so obviously he'll be challenging Firmino for the starting berth there. They've got uh, Carvalho, who might even go back out on loan. He's only young, isn't he? Mm. And then they brought in uh, Calvin Ramsey, who's uh, a, a full-back from Aberdeen, um, and Neko so, Williams going out the, the other way. So, who's, they, so who, who's replacing Mane then? Well, Diaz, Diaz was meant to be a summer buy, if you remember, but because yeah, okay. um, because was it Spurs who was in for him, they just Possibly. got it done. It so Diaz was actually. meant to be a summer one. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I take that. Mm, interesting. I I I don't think they've got the I, I still think Mane's going to be a massive miss, though. Don't don't get me wrong. Um, mm. You know, I still think that Diaz and Jota both at twenty five. You know, it's their time to shine now. But yeah, yeah Mane being a senior pro who's you know, been there and done it. Yeah, they're gonna definitely miss him. Yeah, agreed. Maybe, maybe Harvey Elliott steps into the fray a little bit. See, I really well. like him, Elliott. I mm. think he's definitely got something. Still yeah. only really young, so you know, maybe it'll be his breakout season. Yeah, opportunity for a couple of the young lads, isn't there? I think uh, Curtis Jones yeah. again um, did, did 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 some things last year, and I think he could. Yeah. Um, he got injured, didn't he? I think. Um, yeah, a bad so. one. So, um, so yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, let's, let's let's not get it twisted. When I'm saying Liverpool might struggle, they're going to finish second, and they're probably going to win a, at least two trophies again. But I, I, I don't see them. I, I can't see past City, and, and I don't see anything that Liverpool have done in the transfer no. market to change my mind. If anything, I just think Chelsea will be closer. Mm. I mean, we're, we're shitting all over our prediction show, aren't we? But um, Mm. Yeah, um, I, I can't see any difference in the top two, but yeah, I just think the gap will be a bit smaller. Mm. 
Uh, to be honest, I think the gap will be smaller all round. I think we'll get to Spurs next week, but I think Spurs are going to be pushing for that third spot as well. Um, mm. uh, we'll get to that as we do. Um, but I think I, I, I don't think there will be such a gap between the top two as there was with the chasing pack this year. Just gone. But I do think that it'll still be City Liverpool one two. Yeah, agreed. Be interesting to see. Be interested. Be be interested to see what Salah does as well. And yeah, he's he's an animal. He's a machine. He's a robot. He doesn't stop. He just keeps on going. He keeps on scoring. He keeps on setting up. Does that at some point stop or slow down? Because he is, you know, for all for the time means that that has to happen at some point. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be next season or the season after, but you know yeah. he, he signed a, a new longer-term contract, hadn't he? And he can yeah. thank his pal Marnie for probably giving him a raise. Um, yeah. The fact that he left, but um, but yeah, it, it's inevitably going to happen. And back end of the last season, you know, it, well, first half of the last season he was just on fire and he was scoring two, mm. three goals and you know goal involvements here left, right, and centre. And then second half of the season he did go off the boil a little bit. Yeah. By his so, high standards, yeah. Oh, but by his high standard, and you know, and that's one of the things that you get for being one of the best players in the world, isn't it? That you know, yeah. you judge by those high standards. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see see what he comes back like this this year. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, cool. Right, uh, are we moving on to the other? Yeah, straight ex- to City. Expected uh, top two occupant. Let's go. So we've spoke a lot about City already, as as happens when these conversations intertwine and, 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 and interweave. That you know, there is a lot of rightful hype around and excitement around the signing of Erling Haaland, and we've talked about Calvin Phillips as well. But let's not forget there is a flip side of that coin. They've released, or not released, they've sold three very big components of the Premier League winning squads in recent years, in Gabriel Jesus, Zinchenko, and particularly Raheem Sterling. Mm. Is that going to come back to bite them, or do we expect them, A, to do more business before next weekend, and B, to already have the strength in depth that it doesn't matter? I think they had too many wingers anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think that the sale of Sterling is probably beneficial for both parties, if I'm honest. Yeah, we talked about going to give him a new lease of life. We did, um, but you know, you, you look at it, it's time for Grealish to shine. It's his second season, mm-hmm. so you know he'll get a lot more game time. Phil Ford and he can play out there. Um, obviously, Mares on the right hand side, Silver there or thereabouts as well. The emergence of um, Cole Palmer as well. He played a few games, so yes. you know, he'll, be, he'll be in there um, as well. For me, replacing Holland, uh, sorry, replacing Jesus with Holland. Although it's a really good piece of business for Arsenal, it strengthens them. You know, for saying it was like forty-seven million in Holland. I know there was all the extra agent fees and all the other stuff that on that transfer, but the actual money paid was what fifty-four, fifty-five million. So for me, that's a massive upgrade. Um, yeah. And he's going to play the majority of the games. Um, we talked about rotation um, inadvertently last week, didn't we? And, and he's just not going to get rotated the same way. No, no. Barring think, any injuries. 
No, no, he won't. You'd imagine he's going to. I mean, you never know. You, you never know with Pep. You know, you make that statement very boldly. And I agree. And I and I have made it boldly myself that he will play through the middle. He will play 40 games in the Prem. He will change the system um, to accommodate his strengths. You never know, though, do you? You never know with Pep. Um, yeah, true. It could, he, he could, he could be subject in some way to pet roulette. Although I do doubt it for now. Here's my big statement that I think is, I think, I think you're going to make the same one that I'm going to make. But go on, you make it. The only thing that I think City definitely, definitely need to get done before next weekend, they need to get Kukurea over the line, and if not, they need to get an alternative over the line. Yeah, absolutely. I was surprised when they let Zinchenko go, to be honest, with with everything else that's going on with with the rest of their left-backs. I I can can only imagine that the deal is done for Cucurella. He's been linked to them for a a long time. It's a big step up for him. Yes, they've got Cancelo that can play on the left. And yes, obviously, Kyle Walker can then then start in the right-back berth. They've also got Nathan Ake that can play. Isn't Nathan Ake is left-footed, isn't he? I think. Yeah, um, Nathan Ake can play left, left back, but he, he's he's a player playing out of position. And yeah. in the expansive style that they play, he's a he's a centre half. So he's, yes. you know, he's And I know he's a very good ball playing centre half, but he's not going to whip up and down like Cancelo. No, no, I agree. Or I Walker. Agree. You you you're trying to fit square pegs into round holes because yeah. and you shouldn't be doing that at the start. So that's what happens when you have an injury crisis. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know what I mean? So I think for um, me they I, need they need two left backs. Essentially, yeah. Which is why, why I was surprised they, they let Zinchenko go. I mean, the, the money they got for him, you know, 30, 30 odd million. That's it's a, a good deal for for both parties again. Yeah. But oh yeah, yeah it is. It is. I'm surprised that they've let him go. Yeah, because me, of the coverage. Me too. I, I I thought they'd have had a deal done before they did, which is why I'm thinking that there might be something in the background. Yeah, potentially. But, but I think they do need to, to fill that role because all that takes is an injury and and suddenly the squad doesn't look as deep at the back as as, as we thought it was going to. Um, and Kyle Walker's not getting any younger and you know he, he's had injury problems all his career, so he's, yeah. he, he does miss chunks of the season. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it does impact them and, and, and what that squad does look like on first day of the season. But a lot of excitement for, for City. I can't wait to see Phil Foden Again, I think he's probably the best upcoming talent that England have got, mm, yeah, bar, may, bar maybe Saka. I think they're the two that get me out of my seat. They're the two that make me think, yeah, I want, I, I want. They're the two lads I want on that England team sheet week in, week out, and that I definitely I think you, want. You've got to throw Grealish into that conversation as well. You know, say what you want about him, but he's, he's exciting when he when he gets the ball, he makes things happen. Yeah, you do, but the thing is, Grealish is 26, and I'm, it's a di- it's a different statement. I'm not disagreeing with you at all, mate. I I agree. Yes, I'd want to see Grealish starting for England in Qatar. That that that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, no, you know, I, I get the, what you mean. Yeah. The young the young lads that I'm like, these are the ones that I want playing for England for the next 10 years, and that I want to see little lads running around with the names on the back of the shirt because they won us a World Cup. That's I look at Fogg and I look at Saka, and I think they could be heroes for England they're, they're, they're this generation's Rooney this generation's Gerrard this generation's yeah. Gaza you know what I mean That they're the two that I really really like um, and I can't wait to see Foden get another year under his belt and with Sterling yeah, out the I way really like Foden. with Sterling out the way just another step up the the, the order of seniority and, and more responsibility and opportunity that comes with it 
And it's interesting, uh, I mentioned Palmer before, and, you know, he's 20 and Saka's 20, and they're, they're worlds apart at the moment. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And, and I guess that's what comes from, you know, being in an Arsenal squad that affords opportunity to youngsters because they don't have a limitless resource like City do um, to, to, to buy in. Um, whereas you've got to wait a little bit longer, I think, um, when you're at a club like City, uh, who... Um, you know, can can just go out to the transfer market and, and buy some something other than bait. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, but yes, they're going to win the league, basically. Uh, right, I've, I've, I've been dreading this next one. Can we just get it over with? So have I, to be fair. Let's go and talk about your beloved Manchester United. Strong word. <laughs> right then, go on, get on with it. They signed Christian Eriksen, and that's a really, really shrewd piece of business in my mind and, and you mentioned it last week and um yeah it, it didn't sit too well with me that some Man United fans don't think it's a, an absolutely brilliant signing I think issues United fans have got is that it's a reflection of reality and they don't want to accept reality so he is a gamble. Oh, and what is it though is, I, I, I don't necessarily think there is a gamble there now oh, is it because it's a free Maybe he's 30, isn't he? And I don't know. And, you know, he, he had a heart attack playing footy. And is he a risk? And I don't know. He did it at Brentford, but there was no pressure on him. And I, 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 I for one, I, I do agree. I think it's a good sign. And I think, you know, he'll, he'll slot in the, in the middle of the park, pulling the strings. And I think he'll do a job. I don't think he'll start every game, but I think it is a good sign. Um, and I think he's a, prof- a consummate professional as well. And United need players like that. I think losing someone like Juan Mata um, as a level of, in terms of like a senior player within the squad setup, I think that that will have left a gap. Um, locker room leaders, I think is the saying. And I think Ericsson is that kind of player, um, both in terms of experience and his ability to lead by example. So I, I think it's a good signing. I don't, I don't think United signings in general have been particularly terrible I'm I'm very interested to see what the plan is for Lissandro Martinez um whether he's going to be deployed in in a centre-half berth because there is no no trust in any of our centre-backs or whether he's going to be our new number six mm, interesting um, there's been quite a lot of jabs going around about his height haven't there which is quite funny Yes, yeah, because apparently at five foot nine, that means you can't you can't play football. I mean, you know, that in itself is just ridiculous. There's centre halves that have been played for years that have been that tall that have Absolute done really nonsense. well in the Premier League. Absolute nonsense. Absolute hot garbage. But there you go. It is what it's it is. It's a big big transfer fee though for for the lad. He is. He's only twenty four though. He's only twenty four. Um, and you pay United tax, don't you? Club yeah, this is true. They know that United are desperate, and you know it's just extra money that's not going to the Glazers and dividends. So I don't give a shit if we paid hundred million for it's, him. It's that perennial South American thing, though, in that is he going to be another Marcus Rojo? They're either really good or really shit. <laughs> they're either really good or they're Marcus Rojo, and yeah. they're, they're just going to get they're a, they're a two foot challenge away from a red card. Marcus Rojo was five foot nine, weren't it? <laughs> Something like that, yeah, but he wasn't very good, so. We'll move on from that. People, he's a folk hero at United. I thought he was shite. I um, thought he was shite as well. But some people really like him. I think there's an interesting uh, 
the, probably the most interesting narrative around United at the moment is all this talk about um, De Jong, um, about how he's, this protracted transfer is just dragging on. He doesn't want to come. He doesn't want to leave Barca. They owe him 17 million quid, but he, he you know, so he can't he leave until that. He's going to write it off or he's going to take half his salary just to stay there. I just, for me, if, 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 if a player doesn't want to play for, you, for Man United, I'd rather have the lads. For, I'd rather have Charlie Savage or Joe Garner playing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I agree. I'd, I'd, I'd rather have young lads coming through the academy who wanna, who want to blood, sweat, and tears for for the badge, and who know what it's like and know what it means to play for Man U than somebody. What's, what's the lad with the, the afro? Hannibal is it? Hannibal. Played, yeah. I saw him play twice last season, and I think he got booked on both occasions, but yeah, oh, he, he wanted did. it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, and and I think that that I I, I want to see more of that. And yeah, I agree. There's talks of Garner going. Garner's not really got too many minutes in preseason. There's talks that he's going back out on loan for another year to a Premier League club before he comes back in next season into the fold. But I'd rather have him in and amongst it now. I think he had a great season for Forest. Um, okay. so it it's a difficult one. I, I I'll be honest. I, and this isn't. You know, I'm not going to sit. I don't want to sit here and sound like bitter and clueless. Like I'm. Oh, I don't even want De Jong anyway. Of course, I want De Jong. He's a quality, quality player. But if he doesn't want to play for Man United, I don't want him. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Does it show how times have changed a little bit? Oh yeah, mate. Absolutely. Absolutely. That. 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 But. But then at the same time, the, the other thing is that I'm quite. I don't know, cautious, bitter, whatever you want to call it, towards the the United Galactico signings because they just haven't worked. Look at Falcao, look at Di Maria. Look at Alexis Sanchez. You know what I mean? There's a certain Paul Pogba. Pogba, absolutely. Absolutely. Costs a fortune. And, um, and, and it's just not worked. And, you know, Fergie really did that and I'm you know I'm years gone and get over it I get it but that's not how we did business back in the day and and you know buy young buy hungry and and, and blood them into the team and teach them the United way and I think the problem is that the United way we don't know what the United way is anymore you know and they're expecting there's there's parts of the fan base that are still expecting us to play this expansive counter-attacking winger football well, that's just not the Premier League anymore, for one. And it's certainly not Man United anymore, for two. So um, we've got to move on from it. And we've got to put some weight behind Ten Hag. And we've got to accept his style. And we've had a good pre-season. Rashford looks very good. Sancho looks very good. Even Tony Marshall's been bagging goals. Um, they need to get this Ronaldo situation bottomed out. Either he comes out with a strong statement saying he wants to be here, or we just let him go somewhere to play Champions League football and keep his fucking Champions League golden boot or whatever he's obsessed with. Like, we just need to get that and bottomed out. I don't care which way it is. He's either here or he's not, but you need to draw a line under it so show some fucking backbone. Um, and then it'll be interesting to see if there's any more signings, Joe, because they're saying that the business isn't done. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. You know, you, you look at the players that have walked out the door and you look at the guys that have walked in. And I still think that they're quite light at the back. I mean, you know, maybe Varane in his second season does something. Yeah. But he's not um, been starting pre-season. 
Lindelof and Maguire have been playing a lot of pre-season. So, and I, that boggles my mind. Like, what's up with him? What He's a World Cup winner. What, yeah, what's, exactly. what's up with him? So, yeah, no, I agree. It's a really good point. I think we all like, I think we need a right back. There's um, there's, there's links with um, with Jonathan Klaus. There's links with Dumfries. Uh, yeah, and Wan-Bissaka is still the, the main yeah, two, aren't they? I think, and we've got 45 left backs. So, I know Brandon yeah. Williams is possibly out the door. Uh, looking like he might be going to Brighton to replace Kukurea, actually, on the merry-go-round. I well, on, a, on a permanent? Yeah, yeah, we might get 10 million quid yeah, from that. Well, he's, he's not going to break in, especially no. since he signed... Um, Malassia. Uh, Malassia, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Tellez might be on his way out as well, back onto the continent somewhere. So um, See, he's a waste of talent as well. I, I've, I've always been not, not impressed when I've seen him play, but you can tell he's got something. Yeah. He's just never, he's, he's never fully come out at United. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's, um, so yeah, Denzel Dumfries is a name that we're being linked with and, and Klaus as well, um, at two. But then again, Dumfries would be a good signing. I think Dumfries would be a good signing. Um, uh, so I, I don't know. And, and he's, you know, got that connection to Ten Hag, hasn't he, as well? Yeah. Um, so. And then through the middle as well, mate, that's another place that, that needs to be strengthened with this whole Ronaldo thing going on. Yeah, well, the, the big rumour that's just come out is we're being linked with Benjamin Sesko okay. um, from, from Salzburg, who is very, very, very highly thought of, apparently. I, I'm not going to sit here claiming I, I know me Austrian ball, you know what I mean? But like, um, and I know nothing about him, but a lot of the word that's coming out is that he's very, very highly rated and um, young lad, big lad, can put himself about, skillful is what I've heard. But I, I've never even seen a goal compilation, so I don't know. But that's the latest one that, that we're being linked with. I mean, how did Tony Martial get on last season on loan? When he oh, got to Shire, didn't they? Shire, he didn't score a goal, did he? I think he got one. I think he got one. But he's, he's, no, he's not the answer. I mean, Ten, Ten Hag might get him playing and might get him as part of the team and, you know, functioning as a squad player. But he ain't, he, ain't your, he ain't your bottom bitch. You know what I mean? He but I, but your... I remember when he came in as the, the next big thing. Mm. Tony Marshall came from France. Yeah. I don't know. He's I, I... only 26, though. This, you know, I don't know. He just doesn't look interested, does he? No. Do you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and say. I've been a little bit negative, but there are positives. I think Martinez is a good signing. Um, I think Ericsson's a good signing. I think Ten Hag's got him playing well in pre-season. I think he's got some players who were misfiring last year back on track. He got Sancho and Rashford, who do have the ability to be incredible players. I think if Bruno can play and get can get Bruno playing consistently, great. I think we definitely need a right back still. Yeah, but agreed. if if some of the pieces fall into place, can't get much worse than last season. We were shocking. And we've so, got rid of some of the dead weight as well, so there'll be some wages freed up for, for that absolutely. as well. With, with Pogba, you know, Mata, I know he's probably not dead weight, but he, he wasn't playing regularly. No, he was he was dead weight at the end. Maybe Lingard. Projects in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Not players that are going to be missed particularly. Uh, but yes, thin, thin, thin the herd a little bit. And um, I, I, I think they'll finish, I think United will finish fifth. I don't know, I'm giving away all my predictions, but I don't think they'll get top four, but I think they'll do better than last season. That's mine. That's, that's that's all I got to say about that in the words of Forrest Gump. Interesting. Right. I'm not going to tell you where I think they're going, so <laughs> we'll save it. Because you keep ruining our next show, Rob. Um, <laughs> uh, have we got one more to talk about today? Is it newly promoted Nottingham Forest? No, no, we've already done seven. 
We'll say Forest. Have we? Oh, it's Forest. Are we in seven? There you go. Well, you'll have to wait with bated breath, guys, then for for uh, for Forest next week. Uh, That's that. Okay, mate. So uh, we have got an action-packed weekend ourselves coming up, haven't we? A bit of a a charity charity football game coming up. Very excited about that. Uh, We'll be taking on uh, a much inferior opposition to try and retain our our title from last season. It's the second year we've done it. Very excited about that one. And more importantly than that as well, we're going to be watching uh, Burnley Huddersfield to open the championship season. Um, I don't know. Is that more important? I think I think it's more important to keep all of the what the fight like up, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good point. Good point. Um, we will. We will. Uh, just need to make sure that you get a hat trick this year, not just a brace. Um, so. Yeah, but it was still it was still worth Matthew Taylor scoring an own goal not to get a hat trick. Yeah, it was. It and was. this year, if something similar happens, it will be captured on camera, so there's no denying it. Well, actually, he, he, he actually admitted it on a Facebook Live, so Instagram Live, so um, so it definitely happened. And there's photographic evidence of him rising like a salmon <laughs> and putting through his like own net. Like a tiny salmon. Like a tiny salmon. Um, so, yes, so we'll be doing that. We'll be catching up. We'll be doing one more of these um, uh, of these little episodes to cover off the last seven teams of the season. The last six teams, sorry. Um, yeah, the last six. Where we and then we need to be. throw in a, um, a predictions, don't we? Yeah, which I've, start the season. which I've kind of already done, but we're going to do it anyway. Spoiler alert. And, spoiler alert. And then we'll be, uh, we'll be back on a weekly basis to, to round up the game weeks as we go. Um, we've got the old fantasy football coming back as well. So we'll post the link for the bio in the bio for the fantasy league if anybody new fancies joining. Um, looking for, I've tinkered with my team forty-five thousand times. Have you been into yours yet? Oh, do you know what? I've set mine up and I haven't touched it since. I, I loaded it up today. Actually, looked at it. I went, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> so I no. think I'm just gonna go with that. No, I keep getting stuff. Keeps happening. Jesse Lingard going to Forest has thrown me. Um, yeah, I've, 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 been, I've been through forty incarnate spoiler alert for next week when we talk about Forest. Um, yeah. JP thinks he's gonna be shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, looking forward to finishing. 40th out of 60. Um, Especially when you know I've not actually changed my team since I started. Yeah, and I'm not going to. I don't, I don't think I'm going to change it. You will. You'll tinker. You'll fold. Um, so, yeah. So, we'll be back next week. Uh, check out the bio if you want to join the Fantasy Football League. Where can people find us on the old socials, JP? It's Football Pundit Imposters pretty much everywhere apart from Twitter, which is just Football Pundit I. Mm. And go and find us on TikTok because... Um, yeah, that's fun for two old men to be dabbling oh, in that, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I, I feel sorry, of place, but there you go. Yeah, well, it's going down quite well, from from what I can see. Thank you, dude. We're making some friends. We're getting some insults, but it's fine. It's good fun. Well, if you put yourself out there, then you know, you're know you going to get shot at. You're going to be shot at by 13-year-old virgins. Um, <laughs> oh, dear, that's, a, oh, that's no, an image oh. I didn't want. <laughs> Let's move it swiftly on. All right, Guilfi Sigurdsson. Right, that Yeah, if you want to give me a follow the old Instagram, I'm a little runner boy. Rob, how about you, JP? I'm not sure I want to tell you. Um, <laughs> JP runs free. <laughs> By law, I can't tell you. Uh, right, okay, and that is definitely it for this week before we say something we really regret. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll be back next week for a bit more uh, crap football punditry. Up the rubber and United. Up the robber and up the robs.